Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. <laughs> you still got your stuff, right? Here's the thing. I don't need, I don't need anything else. I don't need anything else. <laughs> yeah, I got look, Elton I Campbell it. is still on the wall. I'm good to go, bro. I am good did, to go. Did, did the note with your direct TV remote just say, go Lakers? Is that what it said? Not a moving out or not a can't do this anymore. Just go Lakers. <laughs> that's it. And one battery was taken. They took. She took one battery. Just that's oh, sending a message. Okay. If you want to can, send can, a message and you want to take one freaking battery, now we're talking war. You just pressed on a bruise because okay. you've just landed on a topic in the Rogers household that will enrage me instantly. Here we go. My, my, Here we go. My children do that, Al. They take mm-hmm. one battery out of the remote control. One. Like somehow they need one for the uh, whatever it is, like the, the PlayStation remote or wh- sure. whatever it might be. Yep. They, Their what, controller. Mm-hmm. Take, take them both. That's fine because you pick up the remote and you're like, okay, it's, it's light. I know that I, it's missing. Okay, fix it. They, they take mm-hmm. one, and they do yeah. it all the time. I've been, I've been over this. Uh, guys, if you take this out, there's a whole thing of batteries in the kitchen drawer. Just replace your stuff with the brand new ones. That's yeah. fine, but yeah. don't leave it with one. Ever. They, once a Here's month, I'm dealing with a one-battery remote. Here's the thing. What's the one thing you arguably use most throughout a 24-hour day? It's the remote. Yes. Can you take something? Can you take a battery from something that's not being used? Because I'm sure there's 38 other items that you don't <laughs> like, use every single day. I'd rather day. you take them out of the smoke detectors than take them out of the remote control. <laughs> let's just let's prioritize here. Let's, oh, that's awesome. It's just that sure. beeping noise in the background. You're just like, hey, it is what it is. You get used to it after a couple of days. You, you, you don't even hear it after after a couple of weeks. You don't even hear it anymore. It's totally fine. ESPN uh, Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. We'll get to your calls here in just one sec. I need Dodger fans to call, and they are. And But I don't. I, I get being like, hey, what what's going on here? Mm-hmm. I get being, what's going on with the pitching? I get why was Julio in the game? I get all these things. I get being concerned about the hitting, which is my number one concern at this point. Dodgers are okay. It's not great. Don't get me wrong. It'd be a lot better if they were up 2-0, but this is not, uh uh-oh, this is just about over. The Dodgers are fine. Walker Buehler goes out tomorrow and pitches the way that I would anticipate he will, which is basically in a big game, Walker Buehler shows up. Mm -hmm. If he does that and they get a decent amount of hits and they get a couple of hits with runners in scoring position, it's all right. This is not the end of the world. You can see it from here. But it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world, but I think that scenario you just kind of built out, I thought was a scenario for yesterday. You know, I, I kind of walked into that game thinking to myself, okay, they lost the first one. That's a bull, bullpen day anyways. You're coming off a five-game tough, grueling set. It might take you a game to kind of, all right, let's go. We got the Atlanta Braves. I thought yesterday would be that game because Scherzer was on the mound, because of everything that you just mentioned. Um, 
it's not over. Of course, it's not no. over. Okay, they they hold they they hold court, right? You get the first two in Atlanta, they take care of business. The next three is coming back here to Los Angeles, so you're gonna have three in a row at Dodger Stadium. Really, all you have to do, I mean, if yes, you want to take all three, but let's say I don't think anybody's gonna win three games in a row. So let's say you just take two or three, and now you're going back to uh, to Atlanta. Yeah, but now you got to win both of them in Atlanta. Now you got to win both point. of them in Atlanta. But you yeah. you said you said something that you felt like. This was a little different. If you're trying to make comparisons to last season, does it feel a little different than yeah. last year? Because you kept saying that up three games to one, no, 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 we're we're okay, we're fine. And I think it doesn't matter how you and I feel, but I agree with that it, it does seem different than it did a year ago. I think it does matter how we feel because I think the way we feel is indicative and representative of what's going on in the field. The reason I felt good – about the Dodgers last year against the Braves down 3-1, and I feel less good about this team being down 2-0, has nothing to do with the Dodgers. It has everything to do with the Braves. The Braves are a better team than they were a year ago. The Braves are a more experienced team than they were a year ago. The Braves are, last year, and again, I know I mentioned this on Friday, the Braves kind of spit the bit on a base running error, right? When they ran, they got in a rundown between home and third, and that was the thing that spun it. The Dodgers went back out. They got some runs. They took control, and that felt like the turning point in the series. And I don't think they're going to give you one of those. Hmm. So far, the Dodgers have been the team that have kind of had some wonky things go. They made a base running error. I yeah. know a lot of you on Twitter. Are we not are talking, talking much about it? The Chris Taylor base yeah, running error yesterday. It mm-hmm. was. It was. It was a base running error. There's no mm-hmm. two ways about it. He, he made a mistake. He needs to put his head down and keep going at that point and see what happens. Uh, the Braves pushed the envelope. They scored a run on a bang bang play at the plate that could have gone against him. I, I think if you're a Dodger fan and you're looking for uh oh moments, this may be one of them. You can only play with your playoff life on the line so many times before eventually something bad's going to happen. Sure. <laughs> and so far, they did it against St. Louis. They sure. survived. They did it twice against the Giants mm-hmm. and survived. Eventually, one of those games is not going to go your way. So they, they need to win a few of these games. If not, I, I, I do think they need to get very, very close to winning all three of these do- games at Dodger Stadium if they're going to win the series. And it doesn't matter. If they don't win tomorrow, it's, it's a wrap. And I think they're going to win tomorrow. All right. If you uh, want to be a part of the show, 877-710-ESPN. You're driving around listening on the ESPN app and you want to talk Dodgers baseball, you could do that now. J.C. in Ventura. J.C., what's going on? You're on the Travis and Sliwa Show. How you guys doing? So I, I agree with Travis. I think we're not hitting. I think we went from battling in the box to just swinging at the flies. And the other thing, question came to mind when I was thinking about this whole situation, what's going on, I was thinking, man, Travis must have done something to his mustache. He must have tried to clean it all up or something like that. No, J.C., I'm glad you brought that up. That's really the most important thing that we've brought up so far this morning. Thanks for calling in, J.C. Trav, what did I tell you during when we were prepping? I said, why is it starting to look normal? Like, why is it <laughs> Why is it starting to look normal? And I know I what's happening. You're good. growing. No, you're growing things out. You're kind of letting it go. But it's starting to become a little normal. Um, uh-huh. Let me just use as an example. Didn't you say, where'd you go yesterday where you're getting kind of like, kind of nods? It was on like, Saturday, and, uh-huh. and I, I, my son had a baseball game, so we go, uh, we were in lovely Cypress, California, and uh, we take him to the, the baseball field, and then it's an hour before the game starts, so I went to go get a cup of coffee, right? Yep. And I'm in the I'm in the Starbucks, and I'm getting I'm getting a lot of head nods, and like, sure, uh, sure. just like, hey, how you doing from guys that I typically wouldn't. 
Guys mm-hmm. that are also wearing a mustache like this. Guys that are maybe wearing some sleeveless shirts. Guys that are feeling a certain way about this, and I, I'm digging it. I'm, I'm touching a whole new part of the community that I never have before, and I'm enjoying it a great deal. Did you trim anything? Did you do anything nope. over the weekend? No Nothing thing. at all? <laughs> Not a thing. <laughs> Not a thing. Here's something that's going on. This is from Anthony Racone on Twitter. Braves are definitely the fresher team and have not had to retool their lineups and pitching rotation like the Dodgers. It's a result of having to play in the one-game wild card. It's not an excuse. It's just the nature of the situation. Maybe the wild card has a little – it has to do with the last two months of the season. It has to do with yeah, the last totally. two weeks that the Dodgers yep. have been through. It's not just one game because if the Dodgers – we're five games behind the Giants with two weeks to go. They're not going to catch them. They take their foot off the gas. Every It's two months, Al, of life-and-death baseball that's catching up to them. Look, maybe it goes back to this, and I I still stand firm that I, I was a fan of them playing till the end. I thought you battled for so long, and you were still within you know reach of winning the division. I thought it was a good strategy to do it. You had mentioned, hey, a couple weeks left. You know what? I don't know how important it is. To walk into this, you know, continue to fight for the – go ahead. You know what? Let the wild card be the wild card. Just accept the fact that your guys are going to be fresh and they're going to be healthy going into the postseason. And what happened, Trav, is like you said, through 162 games, every game mattered. Through that wild card game, every every inning and pitch mattered. Against the San Francisco Giants, you literally were on the edge of your seat the entire way. Okay, a couple of games, you know, you had some distance between the Giants, but there were three games, two of them you lost where you couldn't get a run, and then the final game in game five where everything was down to a pitch here and there, whatever the case is. Yeah, maybe there is a little bit of that that's catching up. You said one other thing I want to I want to make mention of, and we'll get to some of the phone calls. You talked about for Atlanta – how it seems a little bit different because it's the Braves. It has less to do with the, uh, you know, less to do with the Dodgers. Yeah. What I, what I find fascinating and um, when a team blows a three-one lead, right? When a team is up two-zero, how do you approach this? It's not like they're up two-zero and they're facing the Giants or they're facing the Brewers. You're facing the exact same team. You're in the exact same position that you were in. You know there's caution signs everywhere with this Braves team saying, if you let up for a second, they're going to come back and win it. They did a year ago. They're they're more prepared for that as well. And the, it, they're, this is not the same Braves team. They're, they're a better team. They're a more experienced team. All of those. The Dodgers just need to play a little bit better. They need to get a few more hits. They need to prevent a few more hits. And they still think they can win the series. Let's try one more. Thousand Oaks this time. Keith, Keith, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Hi, I'm frustrated as a Dodgers fan that Dave Roberts wants to get so cutesy uh, when the whole season long they won 106 games. Let your starters start. Let your relievers come in and do their job and let your batters bat. Why is he making this so complicated? Well, Keith, it's a question that Al and I were asking earlier. I think it's a really good question. I don't First think we of all, have an answer. I, I, I want to I put this out there because every time I hear this, I feel like I need to slam on the brake. Dave Roberts did not come up with this on his own. This is a collaborative decision that the Dodgers landed on collectively. This is a decision that involves Dave Roberts. This is a decision that involves Andrew Friedman. This is a collective team decision. This is not a Dave thing, okay? The days of the manager making these sorts of decisions exclusively are long gone. I agree with what Keith said, Al, that this is not an elimination game like we were talking about against San Francisco. And, hey, we'll, what we'll do is we'll pitch Corey Knable first, and that way we get Julio Rios on the right guys later in the game. Makes some sense. 
you're chasing something that you don't need to chase at this yeah. point. You're chasing like creativity points and ingenuity points when let's just play the way that we've played and won 106 games with. Let's just do that. That seems to be a pretty good formula. Sometimes you have to do things out of desperation or in maybe there's some major league teams out. They just have zero confidence in their bullpen because their bullpen has showed you night in and night out that you can't depend on them. That's what makes this one so odd with the Dodgers. Their bullpen's been good. You can rely on their bullpen. I don't know how many times you're listening to the broadcast where people are highlighting, wow, look what these guys have done, especially over this last, let's say, month or so or three weeks or whatever the case is. They've been fantastic. And this is top-down. Kenley, it's actually a lot much larger sample size of how good he's been. That's why that that's why last night confused me the most. And when you make the case and somebody makes a case about Dodgers have to hit more, they only had four hits. I think Braves had ten hits and only five runs. So it just kind of shows that the hits that the Dodgers got, they were able to you know turn it in and manufacture runs. But with all that being said, you're up four two in the eighth. I I don't know if you need to. I, I don't know if you need to treat game two as if it was the final game of the series. And I felt like there were some predicaments or situations they they treated it that way. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. Look, I think you'll get a more traditional feel in Game 3, especially if Walker Bueller can deliver on what we need him to deliver on, which is, you know what, let's pitch six, six innings. Seven. Yeah, 100%. Six, six, six innings, one run, yep. you, you have no chance sort of outing. And you know and you know what else would help a lot too, Al? Go, go put five or six runs on the board sure. and just let this thing breathe a little bit where it's not a swing, a pitch, an error, a base running mistake that can swing this back the other way. Don't forget, also, Million Dollar Monday. That is coming up at some point during the show. You're going to want to listen all day Lions long. Lions-Rams tickets. All day long. Lions-Rams tickets. Yes, Al, they can win that. They could also yep. win a chance to win a million bucks. So make sure that you're paying attention for that. Not just on our show, too. Mason and Ireland, uh, Sedano and Cap, they got you That's covered right. as well. Three teams out of the AFC West. Is it going to that's next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. There we go. There's a little Brittany, mm. right? I don't know. Free I, Brittany. I don't, I don't hate this. She's freed. She, she's out. Or freed, or however we want to describe that. I'm thinking about doing our... Uh, Rams and Lions ticket giveaway, Million Dollar Monday, Slee. I'm thinking about doing it in Stop Chris's being disrespectful. Brittany is on. Voice. Listen, when eh, Brittany comes it. on, I'm going to just show you the uh, – this is just pure respect. When Brittany music is on, we say nothing. Oh. Until Zach all the way turns down the music, then do we have the opportunity to speak. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'll be participating in that. You're, you're, you're welcome to do whatever you'd Zach, like. Zach, turn Travis's mic down until Brittany is all the way down. <laughs> turn Travis's mic up. All right. Um, <laughs> Travis Lee's brought to you by Goodyear. With you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear, more driven. What happened to the good games that were supposed to take place Nothing. yesterday? <laughs> Nothing. There wasn't one good game yesterday. The Rams were supposed to smoke the Giants, and they yep. did. That mm -hmm. game, they, they scored 28 points in the second quarter, Al. And it could have been more. <laughs> okay, wait, wait. Was it three nothing at the end of the first quarter? Yeah, that was the score three zero, and they three just three to nothing. 
It's twenty-eight nothing or twenty-eight-three before you blink. And and it could have been thirty-five. That that uh, there was an interception right before the end of the half that went off Cooper Cup's hands. If he catches that, I really do think that the Rams score again because they were just absolutely pouring it on at that point. So the Rams did. They they took care of their business. Mm-hmm. Did the Chargers Charger? Because I, I was seeing a lot of stuff on Twitter yesterday. So, ah, there you go. The second you start thinking about the Chargers as a good team, they go out and they play against a team on the road. They get smoked. Baltimore, blah, 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 blah. Guys, this is the NFL. Sometimes really good teams get smoked, and, and that's what it felt like to me yesterday. The Rams got smoked by Arizona. Arizona's a good team. Do we think that the Rams are a bad team, that they're back to their old stuff just because they lost one game? I think that's what happened yesterday to the Chargers. Okay, this isn't easy for me to do. I'm going to come to the defense of the Chargers. Okay? okay. Week before, they were down 14 against Cleveland. Come back, they win that game. They win 47-42. Week before that was a Monday night football game. The Raiders and the Chargers, kind of a unique game. SoFi Stadium, you know there's going to be a lot of Raider fans. Chargers laid the wood to the Raiders. Um, week before that was a game against Kansas City. Chargers mm-hmm. go on the road. In KC. The game in KC. Yeah. They take care of business there. The only loss the Chargers had coming into the uh, yesterday's game was against Dallas, who's uh, lost and, one and, game to Tampa. And, and Dallas is a is a great team. I, I think that that game from the Chargers, you know, you just mentioned it. You're going to have games like this. This happens in the NFL. I think it was disappointing, if you know, certainly if you're a Jar- Charger fan, or if you're just somebody that thought this is going to be a great game um, by halftime. You're like, yeah, I think this game is over. From that perspective, it was disappointing. This, this I think, will be the most interesting, the more interesting. This is going to tell a bigger story of the Chargers. What do they do over the next couple of weeks? Because you've had a lot of you've had a lot of the NFL now that have shifted their attention to you and saying, "Hey, we think Chargers are a good team," and you should because they've had really good wins. I picked. We did our pick them. I picked the Chargers. I thought the Chargers would at least, even if um, um, even if they didn't win the game, they'd cover. Blah blah yeah. blah. So I think the question about the Chargers is, if you look at that division of the AFC West, you got the Chargers that are 4-2, the Raiders that are 4-2, you got the Broncos and the Chiefs that are both 3-3. Three and three. Safe to say, I don't think you know the Broncos are going to do much here. Um, but I just bring that up, Trav. If you would have told the Chargers they're 4-2 through the first six games and they're on top of the AFC West, they'd have signed up for that in a heartbeat. No question. And, and their 4-2 is so much different than the Raiders' 4-2. Mm-hmm. I, the, the, the records are exactly the same. And I'm not even talking about the fact that they've played head-to-head and the Chargers won that game and won it decisively. I'm just talking about the eye test. I'm talking about when the Chargers play, you watch them. And, and even yesterday, they just didn't have the ball, mm-hmm. right? What is it, nearly 2-1, to one, 40 minutes of possession to 20 minutes of possession. Justin Herbert can't do much if he's only got the ball for a third of the game. You know, you need to at least have him be about 50% of the time that he's out there with an opportunity to move the ball. The Raiders feel like their 4-2 and two record is more product of the opponents that they've played and just kind of catching a couple of weird breaks along the way. They beat Baltimore. They shouldn't have won that game. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the question I think about them is, let, let me back up just a touch. Any doubt in your mind that Kansas City makes the playoffs? No, no doubt. No, me, and me, and, me and let me continue to say, they have not looked good. They really Dude. haven't. Patrick Mahomes has already thrown more interceptions this season than he has in any other point in his career. They've played six games. So but, that tells you all you need to know. But you and I still think they'll make the playoffs. I think most people do. Mm-hmm. I think not only they make the playoffs, I think they're going to win that division. I think that they're probably the second-best team in the AFC right now. Chargers, any doubt in your mind that they make the playoffs? 
No, um, and I think these next couple of weeks will tell a much better story. But no, they're good. At, they, they've already beat a lot of good teams so far. So yes, I do think they'll make the playoffs. Okay, so this brings us to the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Do the Raiders feel like a team that's a lock to make the playoffs? Because to me, even though they're four and two, and that's yeah. a, you know, it, it just the eye test with the Raiders is you know what? Nah, nah. That they won yesterday in Denver. Denver's lousy. I know that Denver's record looks okay, that they're 3-3 three and three through six weeks. Denver's beaten Jacksonville, the Jets, and the Giants. Those are three mm-hmm. of the worst teams in the Started league. Started 3-0, so, and oh, now 0-3. Yeah, yep. yeah. The, the Raiders, to me, feel like they might make the playoffs as that seventh team because no one else is going to step up and take it. Maybe Cincinnati's in the mix right now. Pittsburgh's 3-3 three and three now, but I, I don't I don't have much faith in them. I have faith in their, their system, their coach, but not, not in – their personnel. Raiders backdoor this thing? Do you, do you think that the okay. Raiders get in just because no one else is good enough to do it? Who did you pick for this game? The Raiders-Denver game. Did you pick the Raiders or Denver? I picked the Raiders. Okay, you because the, the because Denver stinks. Okay, and you were you were making the case saying no, no, this is this could be one of those rally the troops. You just lost your head coach. I was thinking the other way. I, I have not been sold at all on the Raiders. And in that Chargers Raiders game, I picked the Chargers. Um, Raiders impressed me yesterday. Like I, I know what you're saying about Denver. They're not that good of a team. I think anytime you got to go to mile high, it's a road game. It's a divisional matchup. It could still be a tough game. Raiders dominated the game. So, and and that might be more because the because Denver was bad. Do the Raiders backdoor and get in? All right. So who's it going to be between? It's going to be between the Raiders. Mm-hmm. The Steelers, the Bengals are the teams that are and, – and I guess the Broncos, just record-wise, you have to throw. But that's who you're competing with. Okay, let's There's say, not a good team in the bunch. So let's say it's either going to be Cincinnati or the Raiders. Which would you pick between the two? I think Cincinnati. I'd lean towards Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah. They seem to have been – by the way, Cincinnati nearly beat Green Bay a week ago. Mm-hmm. They, they, if, if They're 4-2. They're four and two, and again, they've had some weird wins along the way. It just doesn't feel like there's a seventh good team in the AFC at this point. Maybe it's the Raiders. Uh, something Techn- else happened over the weekend. Al. Technically, by the way, Cincinnati and Raiders can get in. Seven get in, right? Yes. Oh, I'm but not counting the Chiefs. No, no, but no. But who are you taking out? No, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, you yeah, have to yeah, kick that's somebody right. else out yep. along the way. Something else happened over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Ed Orgeron got fired kind of, sort of, but not really. They're, they're, they're going to fire him at the end. He's fired, only they're not going to move him out until the end of the year. That's really bad news for SC. That's really bad news for them. Interesting. That's, because LSU is going to eat first. LSU is going to have their pick for whoever they want to have that, that job. That if USC and LSU get into a, a let's say, let's pick Luke Fickle, who, oh, I don't know, has the second-ranked team in America at Cincinnati, mm-hmm. you want him? Who do you think he's going to listen to? Who do you think that has a, a better pitch for what he wants? Basically, whatever it takes, we'll do it. Or, you know, we really liked Clay Helton. He's a nice guy, so we let him stay for five years. Ed Orgeron won the championship two years ago, and he's on the street, Al. Hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, that that's in, when you put the USC angle to it. That okay, SC is going to be looking for a head coach end of the year. LSU is going to be looking for a head coach end of the year. Kind of a no brainer there, right? The the you know, I, it's funny when you say eat first. If they're at a buffet line, it's like <laughs> USC has got to actually sit at the table and just wait. You don't have to just sit and wait <laughs> for LSU to grab their food first. You're going to let LSU eat first. When they're done eating, then they make a decision where they get to go in for round two. And then USC can come in after that. That's that's unfortunate, but it's the reality. You're right. They want to 
They won a national championship two years ago, and that's not good enough being a 500 team. And then this year, even beating um, you know, a, a couple decent teams, they're going to end up uh, obviously not in the mix for national conversation. Remember when SC didn't want to hire Ed Orgeron because he wouldn't be able to walk into country clubs and talk to boosters? Maybe they were on to something because apparently he can't walk into a gas station without getting himself in trouble with one of the mm. wives of a trustee. That seems like a pretty bad idea Jeez. as well. So SC may have gotten they may have gotten it right in not hiring Clay Helton, but in uh, at least skipping the Coach O entire deal. Factor cap coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, seven ten ESPN. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Emily's dancing. It's my favorite Britney song. There you go. How come you guys are allowed to talk and I'm not? Just a second, Travis. Because we respect her. (laughs) Yeah, Travis, just a second, buddy. Oh, I respect old Brit. I'm glad that she's been freed. By the way, I'm still, I'm frustrated. Okay. Chris needs to stop telling people that they need therapy sessions. No, they don't. What the Dodgers don't need a therapy session. Dodger fans don't need a therapy session. What we need is some hits. <laughs> what we need are to hold on to a two-run lead. They just flashed something on sports. The Dodgers had won 41 games in a row where they had a two-run or greater lead in the eighth Going inning. into the eighth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you can't ask that pen to be perfect every single day, even though it has been for 40-some-odd games long. They just need to hit. No, they just need that hit with some guys in scoring position. They're going to be all right. They're going to be all also, right. Everybody relax. It's, it's also odd. Uh, by the way, I, I think that's a good way to put it, and maybe venting is the right way. There's frustration. There's frustration on how they lost. There's frustration in the lack of scoring. There's frustration in and question marks about why are you bringing in Julio in the eighth inning, who, by the way, uh, I mentioned this earlier. You throw him two more batters, looks like two more base hits are coming in. He didn't in, have you know. it last night. He no, didn't have, didn't have it last it. night. He yeah, didn't have it. It. It, it. it happens. You know, and in a starting role. Neither did Scherzer. No, Scherzer was he, – he, speaking of – Well, when I say, when I, when I say yeah, he didn't no, have I, it, right. as in his actual words of yes. saying, I didn't have it, and he still when, pitches well. And, and Jock Peterson's a good player and did a whole mm-hmm. bunch of good things for the Dodgers for a long time. But when somebody reverses a Max Scherzer pitch and hits it 454 into feet. Into the chop house. Into the chop house. Yeah. You know that he's not on top of his game. That uh, He just did not have it last imagine night. Lots of Dodger eating, talk. Imagine you're eating a nice ribeye, just minding your own business, <laughs> everything going okay. And then next to your plate, uh, a baseball lands just right into the mashed potatoes. <laughs> so first of all, I, I, I that sounds kind of nice. I don't need a fancy meal at a ball game. I I get that maybe somebody else – just give me my dog and let me have my beer and stand there and scream and yell like an idiot. Let me tell you something. This is a perfect example. And maybe this is more just as our arenas are going, 
But there's a lot of times there's a lot of teams that would like to distract you because their baseball <laughs> team right. is not that good. So I remember for many years down in San Diego, there's a, a sushi area in, you know, I think it was in left field. I want to say it was maybe it was right field. There's literally like a sushi restaurant there. I'm like, cool. So not going to worry about what's on the field. Just serve them sushi. <laughs> Just placate the angry baseball fans with a spicy tuna roll. Everything, everything will be fine. Everyone will forget it. Everyone will forget it. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Let's do a little factor cap. All right, guys. I feel like I have to defend myself every time now. <laughs> and all I'm doing is just hearing the recording. What's going on, Emily? Uh, so yesterday, Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars got their first win of the season. Huge win. Yay, Huge congrats win. Congrats for them. Mm-hmm. But how bad it, are the Dolphins? I don't know if you guys saw at the end of the game how Urban Meyer reacted, but it seems as if Urban Meyer actually hates coaching football. <laughs> Travis, this is Factor Cap. Well, I think you're right. I think it's a fact. The The look on his face certainly leads you to believe that he would have been anywhere else than in London yesterday winning a football game. You know what it was. This is one of those things that – Urban Meyer's one of those guys that doesn't break up with his girlfriend. He just waits for her to do it to him, and he does it by not paying attention, not returning calls, not asking her out on dates, and eventually she's going to be like, you know, this isn't working out for me. And he goes, okay, cool. He's hoping to get fired so he can go take the LSU job or whatever might be available to him. And that win yesterday put a crimp in his plan. So, yeah, it does not look like he loves coaching in the NFL. That's for sure. I'm going to go cap. Um, listen. He's on a one-game winning streak. He took care of the Miami Dolphins. Miami's now 1-5. It's a big win. This is a big win for the Jacksonville Jaguars program. You're right, uh, Trav. He wants to get the hell out of there. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> no, he, looked, sure he looked miserable, and, and he should be because that team is miserable. No, they look like an absolutely terrible mm-hmm. team. By the way, how lucky did the Chargers get? They reminded me of this because Tua lost to oh, the yeah. Jags yesterday. Oh, yeah. They picked first, and they I picked know. Tua instead mm-hmm. of Herbert. They should. The Chargers should hit their knees every night and thank them for taking Tua first. Can I tell you something? I don't know where you were in that conversation. Tua had, some, Tua had definitely some hype coming in. I think there were a lot of people, including myself, was like, wow, you can walk into SoFi Stadium. You got this young quarterback in Tua. He's going to be the face of your franchise. It completely flipped. I don't know how much of that is on the Dolphins, but it's not like the Chargers organization is one where you're like, hey, you just come into here and they'll they'll make you great. They don't have a track record of that as well. The guys that throw a football like they're winding up to throw a baseball typically don't work. Tua's release is so long and slow, and Herbert's is just whoop. And yeah, like, but he is, I, I don't know anything about anything when it comes to scouting football players, but two is one of those guys that goes, it, just the eye test. That doesn't look like it's going to work in the NFL. That's, he's like winding up to throw a, a slider to Max Muncie as opposed to try to hit a guy is, on, on an out route. Two is also a lefty. That's also kind of throws some wrenches into lefty quarterbacks. Don't usually have a lot of success in the league. The Southpaws. Why something <laughs> against the Southpaws? I mean, <laughs> just look at the stats. <laughs> South Jersey, South Poor. He put it towards the poor. South, South Jersey, South Poor. South Poor. That's my Rocky. That's pretty good. <laughs> Actually, it was pretty good right there. What else we got, Emily? All right. So a San Francisco-based self-driving car company says Uh-oh. that they've been having trouble with some of their self-driving cars with potholes, with puddles, with mm. some rain. Seems like something that could happen a lot when you're driving a car. So you would get into a self-driving car. Alan, is this factor cap? It's fact. I would if you're asking me to be the test project while there's rain out there and we're not sure how it's going to go. I won't be that guy. I won't be the first one there. 
But there's going to come a time, Trav, and I'm all in on this one as much as I talk about. And by the way, listeners, stop sending me robot videos. Don't let that start being like a thing That's your here. lane. They Somebody send me s- pictures of their burritos. They're sending you pictures of robots. Some dude sent me a video of this like robot reading, and then it puts its head up when somebody talks to him. I'm like, I don't want to see that. But let, let me just say this on the self-driving. There's going to come a time. And there's never more – It's. It, it, I don't think of a better place in L.A. to have this. Trav, what about when you get to just get in your car, sit in the back seat, you have your laptop on, you're doing whatever you're doing, you're making phone calls, and by the way, you just got to your destination, you were sitting in the back seat. I'm all in for the self-driving cars. Yeah, Cap, I'm not getting in them, not quite yet. Look, how many times have you been on the freeway, or just anywhere really, yeah. and you have to very quickly slam on the brakes because something that you've never seen before just happened right in front of you because some – you know, I was going to use a word I'm not allowed to use. Some person mm-hmm. just decides that on the side of the street, they're just going to fling their door open when your car is 10 feet away from it and you have to move out of the way. I don't know if as smart as the Elon Musks of the world are and guys that are putting together self-driving cars, there's a lot of variables that you can't anticipate. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let somebody else get in that car for a uh, while. I'm going to take my chances uh, rather than the – idiots that are all on the road including myself i'll take my chances all right next one so yesterday in the giants rams game some giants fans started booing their own team so it is never acceptable to boo your own team travis is his factor cap cap there are a very few select circumstances where i think it's okay i don't think that the giants deserve to be booed at home yesterday they stink they're missing half their team the rams are really good what did you expect to happen that's the way it's going to go i think there's a very narrow lane for you to boo the home team and that's lack of effort if you think the team is out there just walking through the motions not competing not doing the absolute everything they can do to try to entertain you in that moment You spent a lot of money on these tickets. If you feel the effort is bad, boo away. If the performance is bad, that's not my deal at all. I'm not doing that. But if you see a guy that's effort sucks, let him have it. All right, 100% fact. This is actually probably one of the things I like most in sports, and I know that sounds uh, incredibly weird. Trev, when you boo, there's a message you're sending not to just the players. Let's use the Giants as an example. Giants-Rams game yesterday. That's not booing just as a, you know to the players that are out there. You're booing to your front office. You're booing to ownership. And and maybe the Giants-Rams is a bad example because, like you said, they got a lot of people injured. What did you expect? Rams are arguably the best team in the NFL. But there are a lot of predicaments where you want that fan base to let ownership know this is BS. You're not doing your job. That front office isn't doing their job. You should be doing better. If I'm paying for the tickets and I don't like the performance – I can't go on Yelp and let somebody know that, hey, this was a bad experience. I want The only way I could let you know is if you hear it and hopefully that trickle or that goes all the way up to the top of the front office. Do they not have Yelp for sports teams? They should if they don't. I like that idea a lot, Al. You may have just uh, come Giants up with a million-dollar stars. Idea. Giants have two stars this year. <laughs> Danny Dimes, one star, four turnovers, terrible service, terrible entertainment value, would not go again. How funny is that? Yeah, I just went to the game – uh, this is not the experience that I expected. They sold me something that that was completely uh, completely off. That's Parking a good way to do sucks, it. Sucks. Concession sucks. Team sucks. <laughs> one star. All right, last one, guys, and this is going off of the same vein of interactions with fans. But yesterday, after Aaron Rodgers went in and scored his rushing touchdown, he said, "I own you. I always mm-hmm. will own you." To fans and uh, Chicago Stadium. So. 
it is acceptable for players to taunt fans. Alan, is this factor cap? It's fact for me, and I'm not one to, uh, you know, go taunt others, but it, there's a great video Aaron Rodgers mentioned after the game. He said that he saw some gal giving double birds, right, flipping them off. There's a great photo of when Aaron Rodgers is in that corner of the end zone and he's doing the I own you. There's like a close-up of six or seven different people flipping him off. So it wasn't just one person. It was kind of a collective group doing it. Trav, if you're a bad man like that, the one thing you can't do, you cannot chirp or run your mouth if you can't back it up. Aaron Rodgers can back it up. He's done it against Chicago the entire time. And by the way, there's factual information. He owns Chicago, and he owned them yesterday. <laughs> yeah, you better be right, right? I'm, I'm okay with it. I think it's off, it's fine. You You better be careful because these things can escalate pretty quickly, as we've seen uh, in some other places. I just got through the uh, Malice at the Palace doc on Netflix. Mm. I, every time I see somebody chirping back into this, I'm like, you know what, maybe we just go back with your guys and, and, and leave this alone. But saying I own you, I own you, I own you, the way he did, I thought it was perfectly fine. Like I, Aaron Rodgers is going to talk. It's what he does. I, I think this too, Trav, you know, it, it's not going to happen all the time. But how kind of comical and funny and poetic was it when Trey Young bows to the New York audience after he just, you know what I mean? Like there's certain times where you can do it, but you better be able to back it up because you look like a complete fool if you can't back it up. All right, the Lakers open up the season tomorrow night, Al. I know, I know you're excited, but just how excited are we talking about? Are you like not going to sleep tonight, like a kid, like an eight year old before Christmas excited? No. What are we talking about? No, it's all business tomorrow. Yeah, it's it, it, you know how you know how you walked into this show this morning, all business. Sure. Tomorrow uh, for the Los Angeles Lakers, and we could spend some time on this, what the expectations are going to be, what the starting lineup should look like. If Laker fans want to react, 877-710-ESPN. It's the start of the new season starting tomorrow. Travis and Sleeve Show on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. No yeah, Brittany's like your age. Yeah. I don't know if uh, that's really the, the audience she still she's does. connecting with. She still does. Yeah, yeah, she still got the, the young girls. Emily and I handle who Brittany's audience is. Please. I was asking. I wasn't telling. I was asking. <laughs> I was curious. I, was I wanted asking. to know what's going on. ESPN <laughs> Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is proud to support veterans with its annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program, now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles, helping veterans in need. Learn more at Keys to Progress. So I think our audience, we've incredibly confused them because on Friday I was saying we're the biker show. Okay, like bikers <laughs> listen to us. And then today I completely turned left and I said, those who listen to Britney Spears, a lot of them also listen to us. Like that's on their playlist. That's their rotation. I we, think we're just, we uh, reach out to so many different types so of people. So many different people. So Very many different eclectic. People. Very eclectic audience. When I was standing in line for my coffee on Saturday, mm-hmm. this guy comes in, like, you know, same handlebar mustache, got tatted up, sure. he's got a sleeveless yep. shirt on. He gives me that, hey look like, hey, we're on the same team kind of look. Yep. And my wife goes, did that guy just give you a head nod? 
<laughs> like, yeah, what What do you mean? These, are, these you, are my and, people. And did you not even say anything to her? You just kind of gave her, like, the look? Like, not she, right now. The, the mustache did not all the talking. Right now. By the way, did that guy also go up there and he's like, take a Frappuccino, uh, four pumps, no sugar. <laughs> he just orders a, a small black coffee with uh, extra sugars, please. No, Let's have a, a pumpkin latte. <laughs> I think I think both of the, the clerks are looking at us like, these guys, this doesn't look good. These don't look like Starbucks guys. This is a, a, a different way to go. All right. Lakers open up tomorrow. Yes, sir. Warriors. We've mm-hmm. been waiting for this since the last season. Since the Lakers got bounced by the Suns, it was basically, all right, they're going to get it figured out. They're going to fix it. They're going to tweak the roster a little bit. They're going to get healthy. Yep, Wait until get next year. Mm-hmm. Right. They, right. Get a ton of rest. Wait until next year. Well, next year starts tomorrow night, Al. Yeah, listen, I'm, I'm excited about it, and I'm excited because – you know, Trav, you, you've kind of done this. Let's use the Dodgers as an example. Use the Rams as an example. And this is very unique. This, you know, doesn't happen in most cities. Expectations are very simple. Go handle your business. You know, the mm-hmm. the Dodgers, in a weird way, don't win the division. And it was – I mean, this is not the right way to put it. It's not a failed regular season. But they didn't win the division. Everybody thought right. they would win the division. That didn't happen. The Rams – Yesterday, you know, demolished the Giants, and you hear Sean McVay in the post game as if, yeah, as if they <laughs> lost by fourteen or something. Right. Those are the expectations. Not every team in LA, but for a few teams in LA, these are the current expectations. SC has different expectations right now, right? UCLA has different expectations. The Chargers are maybe surpassing the expectations through the first six games. So when we talk about the Los Angeles Lakers starting their season tomorrow. Um, I'm I'm excited when I say I'm all business too. When you're like, well, how do you feel about tomorrow? No, the regular season. This it starts tomorrow. Now you now there's not going to be the excuse of okay, it's just preseason. It's fine. It it is preseason. Kind of get that out of the way. I think there's still a ton of questions for the Lakers. I have no idea if you say who's starting tomorrow, and coach I think is going to address uh, the media. Right as our show is ending, they're going to have their regular practice availability. He'll address the media. I don't know who's starting tomorrow. I have no idea who's closing tomorrow. I know there's 11 new players on the Lakers roster. I know THT and Trevor Ariza, who were guys that you thought were going to be in the rotation, will be out four to eight weeks. I think THT reevaluated in four. Uh, uh, Trevor now probably reevaluated in seven weeks. I think there are a lot of questions. Is Carmelo going to start? Who's going to close out the game? So... I have a genuine curiosity about a team that has all these new players but has three superstars and a lot of veterans. That's what I think we're going to get. That that will begin tomorrow at 7 o'clock. All those questions that you're talking about and that you said you don't have answers for, I don't think Frank Vogel has answers for them right now. Probably right. I don't think LeBron James has and Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis. They don't know. They have a, a rough idea of where they're going to start, of where they're going to try to figure some things out, but – I think we'll see some stuff tomorrow night that we probably won't see a month from now. And I think we'll probably won't see some stuff tomorrow night that'll become a regular part of what they do by the time we get to Christmas and beyond. It's because the preseason was so uneventful, because sure. they really weren't pushing. And by the way, they shouldn't. I think they I think they did it exactly the way that they should have done it. But the the experimentation, the the, the tweaking of all of this, it starts tomorrow night. It doesn't get solved tomorrow night. It's a, mm-hmm. It is step one of a very long journey that's going to have a bunch of twists and turns along the way. It, hopefully on Wednesday when we come in and we're talking about it, they looked really good and everything fit together. LeBron looked good. Anthony Davis dominates and all these things and we feel good about it. But if they don't, eh. 
It, it, it's just that this is about the end, not the beginning. What they could do and should do is you have enough talent to figure things out as you go and win, right? Like there's yeah. some teams that are out there where you they need the first 30 games. You have no idea what you're going to expect from Lakers have enough talent and enough players out there that have been in the league for a long time and enough superstars where um, Golden State, Phoenix, and Memphis, your first three games, you can figure things out and win at the same time. Phoenix actually going to be a tough game. That Phoenix is, I, I don't know why, but more and more, and it was only during a preseason game where I looked at them and it's like, wow, they literally have every guy back. Like That's a great advantage for them to throw out the same roster that they had last year and kind of go back to work. But there's some games here in the beginning that are going to be advantageous and uh you know, Trav, I, I think this is going to be the fun part is you're going to praise them when you need to and you're going to criticize them as kind of the season progresses, and we'll see how things uh, start out tomorrow. They're going to win a bunch of games. I mean, yeah. They're, they're, they're yeah. going to win a bunch of games along the way. They have great players. The Dodgers, they need to win one. And here's the good news, Al. There is a formula that's pretty simple to follow to get right back into the series. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.